the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1220 KDOW is proud to present the podcast of Real Life Lending on Money 2.0. Now here's financial services expert Eric Elovsky-McKay. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. Uh, this is always all about you. Today, I have Miss Jessica Couch here in studio. Hi, Jessica. Good evening. Those of you that are new listeners, uh, this show was created over three years ago because of my sheer frustration about what I was hearing by the uh, mass media about how difficult it was to get a mortgage, how the real estate market was terrible. You needed an 800 FICO, um, and it was just a terrible investment. So this is a place for you, the consumer, to give us a call, get some real questions answered by some full-time experts in this industry. A little bit about myself. I've been in the corporate finance and lending industry for about 27 years, currently the Northern California Area Manager for Essex Mortgage, and I run the beautiful Loan Center in Northern California as well as hire and train all staff. But the best part of my job is sitting across the kitchen table from you folks and and finding a way back to real estate or maybe buying that first investment property or maybe even that first commercial property. We're all about education. My job is to educate you about what's available based on your circumstance, not the banks. A little bit about Essex Mortgage. We've been in business 20, I just guess this is our 30th year. And we fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. doesn't make us a big box bank, and we're thankful for that every day. But we fund and, and everything in-house. We make all lending decisions in-house. And it allows us to do some things maybe outside the box, more common sense underwriting. And that comes into play these days, right, Jessica? It absolutely does. I know we've got uh, and a shout-out to one of our clients. We're not going to name them. They didn't give us permission to use <laughs> their name, did they? But actually, a listener to the show, we actually, uh, and, and a really smart guy, uh, owns a few properties, and he heard you on the air, one of our shows, about a multi-unit and how what a great investment it was up in this area. And why don't you tell us where it went from there? Yeah, we went out and checked out properties. Um, a few of the really cheap properties we looked at first, but they were in uh, marginal areas where appreciation was not going to be sure. um, as good as it could be. So we looked for a, um, a modest priced property and it ended up being a really good deal. Um, we're closing this week at 235 yep. and each Sign side is uh, rented. Yeah. And combined rent on that property is what? Eight. Uh, they're going to get 19. They're bumping the rent on one side. Uh, their principal and interest payments is 859. Love it. Uh, total payment PITI is around 1400. So that is a home run. They're going to cash flow six to $700 a month day one. Uh, and we appreciate you folks listening. It's nice to know people are listening to it us. It is. And we and Jessica probably has some other properties for us later on, but stay tuned for that again. What we do is like educating you folks out there. And if you have a question, we have a lot of ways to get a hold of us today. And we're kind of going to make it fun, Jessica. We're going to kind of open it up to text lines. We've got a bunch of texts from the last few shows we've done, as well as we'd love to take some live calls. 925-203-5808. Again, 925 925- 203-5808 is our call-in number. You can also text to that line, and if you can't get to a phone, we'll be happy to uh, answer your text on air. Or you can go to our website, 
lending.com. Jessica, what are you seeing? Why don't you, first of all, why don't you remind everybody who you are and what you do? I'm a full-time realtor. Um, I love helping people find their family home. That is very enjoyable, getting somebody into a home that um, they can enjoy with their family. But what I really, really love to do is help people make money with their money. Sure. It's really my niche is um, multi-units. Um, great way to get in and cash flow from day one, like the family we just helped. There's there's just something really exciting about that. And we help people from out throughout Northern California. And I think right. that's what's really key is we'll find that right market for you. And I know some first-time investors might feel they've been priced out of the Bay Area market. But we've got properties in the surrounding areas, especially up here, that cash flowing day one. Right. And, uh, you know, four or five units, duplexes. I mean, that seems to be your specialty. Yeah, I love duplexes and fourplexes. When we were talking about that last week with the difference between having a five unit and a commercial loan versus the security of having a fixed 30 year on a a fourplex. Right. I think fourplexes are a great investment. Absolutely. Because think about it, folks, Uh, especially if you're buying your first investment property, how, what are the chances all four units will be vacant at the same time? At least if you're single family home, uh, if you're, if somebody leaves and moves on, then are they by their own house? Then you're probably looking at least 60 days without rent. Right. So, uh, something to think about what's going on with interest rates. Obviously folks, if you're in the middle of a purchase or refinance transaction, you need to talk to your loan officer. We are probably back to our three year lows or close to it. We had a little bit of an adjustment up today, but it is a great time to lock and it's a great time to communicate with your lender. And I actually got a text question at the end of last week that I kind of wanted to touch base on today is that, you know, I think it was John from San Ramon. He was asking me, um, when should I lock? How does rate lock work? Is it worth buying down the rate? And I think that's a whole bunch of questions, but I think that's good because we ask, people ask us all the time, right? Right. Um, interest rates, uh, lenders, just like myself, we lock interest rates on either 15 or 30 day locks. And we have to clean And basically when a lender locks your rate, they're committing to sell that loan to an investor on the secondary market or put it in our pool. And so we're committed. And if we miss that rate lock and if we don't deliver the file to the investor at that point, we're charged a percentage of the fee, of the of the loan amount. So it's really it's really, you know, it's important that we close by the time of the rate lock. Otherwise, the borrower is going to incur a rate lock extension. Right. Now, there are some hype and some advertisements out there about free float down. What does that mean? It means that, well, if rates get better, the lender's going to let you float it down to a lower rate, even after it's locked. But unfortunately, there's fine print with that. And as I mentioned, the lender's going to be hit with a relock fee or a change fee, and they're going to pass that along to the borrower. And when I interview loan officers from other lenders and I ask them, they ask me, do you have a free float down? uh, Do you have a float down policy? Well, yes, every lender has a float down policy. They'll just call it a float down policy, but the borrower is still going to pay for it. It has a lot of fine print. The market has to move so many percentage points. It has to, and there's always a three-eighths cost to, to relock. And more than likely, the interest rate's not going to be that much better to have worth paying that rate. So read the fine print, ask your loan officer about uh, you know any type of floats or variable rates that they're talking about because it's really important to educate yourself about that. As far as r- when to lock your rate, I'm always a fan of I want to know what I want to know when I know it. And if I know my rate, I know my payment, I know it's good, I know the property's going to cash flow or I know I can afford it, why not just forget about it, lock and 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 call it good, you know, to save an extra seven dollars a month by taking that risk of floating your lock. I don't think it's worth it. Right. Um, and then we get to the point of buying down your rate. What does that mean? That means you're prepaying interest. Well, um, you can buy your rate down and it varies depending on uh, the, the product that you're in. But just to buy your rate down, maybe an eighth of an inch, uh, eighth of a percentage point or maybe a quarter of a percentage point could cost you one to two points. 
which and when rates are three or four percent, save your money. You know, it's just not worth it. I don't, I don't see it worth it. But again, one of the things we offer all of our uh, listeners to the show is send me your good faith estimate, send me your loan estimate, send me what you're being provided, and we'll be happy to uh, take a look at it. We'll do one of two things. I'll tell you that it's a solid deal, and here's why. Or I'm going to tell you you could probably do a little bit better, and this is why I think that. Uh, and, and it's all about you guys, and this is what this show is all about, and you've kept me on the air for over three years, so we really appreciate it. And we probably get two or three loan estimates a week. Most of them are solid. Some of them aren't. So what's it worth? It's probably one of the biggest investments you're going to make in your life, right? Right. Shop around. Hey, we actually have a former guest on the show. Miss Kelly Griggs is on the line. I know she has a special event coming up this week. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to Real Life Lending. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're doing good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for letting me call in and tell you about and your listeners about a special event. I know this is, uh, listen up, folks, this is something really special. Go ahead, Kelly. Okay, so we have the former COO of Netflix, his dream home that he built up here in our neck of the woods in El Dorado County. You can check this home out on my website, which is kellygriggs.com. We are giving away $20,000 to one lucky charity. So if you guys have a um, eligible 501c3 charity, we encourage you to go to my website, which is kellygriggs.com, and register that charity to win. When the seller sells that house, we are going to be giving that $20,000 away to one of the charities. It's a pretty wow. cool little event thing we've got going on. And I know you guys are in the Bay Area, but we are having a special open house tomorrow. I know, Eric, you're coming, right? You bet. I will be there. Yeah, that's from 730. Uh, I, I believe it's, thir- it's Thursday, early. correct? Hold on. It's Thursday, oh, correct? You're right. It's Tomorrow's Thursday. Wednesday. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's coming up on me. We are doing a big hoo-ha. We've got breakfast. We've got Eldorado Musical Theater performing at 730 a.m., and 9.30 a.m., we've got the local media covering the event. So if anyone wants to tour this insane house, um, we do have a virtual tour, uh, a walkthrough and drones on our website, which, again, is kellygriggs.com. And I know that this house is really special. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? And I think that it's actually you're selling it below the cost to build it, correct? Yeah. The cost to build was $4.2 million. We have it listed at 2.2 because as we tell uh, your listeners and my clients, cost does not equal value. And we are in the El Dorado County area in beautiful Gold Hill, which is kind of like El Dorado County's wine country, if you will. And it is perched on the top of Thompson Hill. So it's this really high elevation and it overlooks the valley and the great. You've got a view of the Lake Tahoe Sierra Mountains. And you feel like you're suspended in a cloud. It's an intimate little 6,300 square foot house <laughs> with vanishing edge, vanishing edge pool and a beautiful yard. Um, it's just a great property. I really recommend if anyone is interested in a retreat home um, or to retire up here in this beautiful area to go ahead and check out that video. It's pretty awesome. And you're getting a 45% discount on cost of build, folks. You know, come you on are. up. It's a great property. He's not going far. He's just building again next door. 
Yeah, I was going to say he's he's doesn't like because he didn't like the area. He's actually going to do a redo because yeah, he loved building a home so much. Yeah, I teach wow. him. Wow, takes drove takes all kinds, right? Missed, yeah, he took pictures of every day of the home as he built it. We've got those on our website too. So back to the charities. If you if you have a nonprofit, you are eligible. If you have a five hundred one c three, log on to my website. That's kellygriggs.com. And you can register your charity, and there's instructions on my website on how to do that. Great, Kelly. Thanks again. And, and uh, kellygriggs.com, folks, it's an amazing opportunity to help your own charity as well as see a great property and create some interest. So, hey, Kelly, thanks again for being on air. Thanks. Thanks for having me, you guys. Have a good night. You bet. Uh, kellygriggs.com, folks, it is a great opportunity to earn $20,000 for your favorite charity, uh, you don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything other than show up. So, uh, again, uh, go to kellygriggs.com and register your charity and do some good. Pretty odd, pretty unique marketing tool, I don't you really think? Th- I am so impressed with that, Kelly. I like her a lot, that, but I think that is a terrific that is a idea. Tool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but, you know, can you imagine spending $4 million on a house and having to sell it for two? I was thinking it might be a great advantage that this guy's going to be next door. Who doesn't want to live next to the former CEO of CEO, Netflix? Yeah, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Might be able to, I bet she has a really, a really cool movie theater. <laughs> all right, Seriously. folks. All right, folks. When you, if you have any questions, give us a call. Today's all about you. We're getting some text questions. We're going to have some fun. We might even throw back uh, some things to do and what not to do during a real estate transaction. We're going to have some fun today. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending. We'll be right back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM twelve twenty KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. Today is all about you. We're here to answer questions and talk real estate. One of the things, again, call in number if you want to give us a call, 925-203-5808. 925-203-5808. You can call or text to that number. Uh, we've got some text questions coming in. We're going to get to those in a little bit, so sit tight. One of the things I, I saw, Jessica, was was an article that came across my desk this week that was about flipping. And it kind of, you know, we all remember the days with the, you know, when credit was easy to get. Right. And um, uh, it, flipping became real simple because you could buy an investment property 100% financing back in those days. And at the peak, uh, first quarter of 05, probably about 80,000 units flipped a, a year. Uh-huh. Um, which is about 6.4% of the home sales. But, you know, first quarter of 2009, when things started to go south, it dripped to about 1% share of total homes, about 20,000. So, you know, I get asked all the time is, is, can you still make money in this market? And can I find a flip? What are you seeing? Yes, out there? I am seeing there are flips out there. Um, they it's it's needle in the haystack. They're not everywhere. Um, I think it takes someone who knows what they're doing. It certainly takes having a contractor on your team. I have had a um, a client previously really lose their shirt on this, where everyone else made money but them, including the contractor. Right. So I think if you're working with a contractor, you know what you're doing. You know what your margin is, and you're working with a realtor that that knows how to test the numbers. You know, we're sure. working with a uh, a pretty standard sheet of what things need to be repaired, what that cost is and then i run a, a spreadsheet on what the total is but isn't, i think it's available isn't it also about a, a kind of a numbers game because you have some clients and, and some and some sellers i'm assuming that just don't want to go through the hassle of 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 uh you know you meet them on a, a listing appointment they don't want to go through the hassle you recommend some improvements to make to get top dollar they just may want to wholesale the property out and yeah i've got one of those coming around. up friday i know you do <laughs> you want to talk about it 
<laughs> sure. I've got one coming up in San Jose, um, a, a house that needs a lot of work. I was going to say a really great home. It is a great home. It's got great bones, it's got good but bones. Yeah, it definitely say. needs some work. It needs a new roof. It needs some new plumbing. It needs um, updating throughout. Definitely kitchen, bathrooms, all new flooring, needs new siding, new windows, but it's on a, um, it's in a court and it's on a big piece of property. It is uh, 7,500 square feet, the lot, and the wow. house is over 1,500. And I think we're so going to go on expand. market. Yes. Yeah, definitely. You ready to give that one out or just want you to give your number if somebody wants to preview it? That's a great idea. Um, I plan to have open house this weekend, Friday and Saturday. It won't hit the market until tomorrow. Okay. Um, 916-532-8916. You heard it here, folks. One coming up in San Jose would be a great flip potential. You know, one of the things that I see, because we work with a lot of investors throughout Northern California, and and some of those were hitting the courthouse steps back in the day uh, when you could actually find a deal. Now those, those margins are getting smaller and smaller. But I think where there's great opportunity is some of the upper end. I would agree. uh, Because you have builders that just ran out of money or they weren't making their land payments or they couldn't readjust uh, the figures to make it work. So I think there's a lot of great opportunity in that high-end market. You're Uh, absolutely right. I was driving through a country club the other day and I saw a lot of half-finished homes, Uh which surprises me that somebody hasn't scooped those up. Well, I think it's beyond the average investor, sure. a flipper who wants to come in their margin. They want to they want to purchase at under two or three hundred, right. and it's a very small pool and a very large audience. It's looking for the same thing. You're absolutely right. And you know, now's the time, folks, because I got to tell you, whether you're out looking for an investment or even buying your first primary residence, we're starting to see that that market kind of loosen up. We're right. starting to see people, you know, the millennials that have watched their mom and dad go through some hard times are finally comfortable with the process. We're seeing consumer confidence in our industry being a little bit higher than, than it has been over the last few years. But if, if, if any other reason, here's a great reason to go out and buy your first home is that San Francisco ranks highest for projected rent hikes in 2016. Projected meaning that this, uh, this source, which is from Rent Cafe, expects San Francisco rents to increase over 10.5% this year. I believe it. In one year, um, which is extremely high, you know, and, and some of the other higher, highest rents in our nation are, we're also here. Uh, Sacramento is expected to go 8.8% uh, this year. It was over 15 last year. Portland, 8.8%. Seattle, Los Angeles, 7%. Um, and Inland Empire, about 6.5%. So, folks, if anything else, fix your cost of real estate. Now is the time to uh, to get back in the game. I agree. You know, there's so many programs out there, and, and we get this all the time, is my credit's not good enough, I don't have down payment, or, you know, I, maybe next year, but all it's going to do is cost you more and more money. We're seeing home prices uh, increase, and, you know, even in our area, we're seeing some, what What would you say, another 10, 8 to 10% this year? At least. I, I have a girlfriend that still rents, and last year when she was looking, there were homes within her, her budget at about $100,000 less than where we are right now, and now it just feels impossible to her. Um and I, I hate to see people find themselves in that predicament because they didn't take advantage of, of the market. Sure. The same as where we are right now. I think we're going to look at this next year and go, I could have, would have, should have. Yeah, I mean, 87% of uh, the markets in our country uh, have increased in the first quarter. Uh, you know, this is a national average, and, and it tells you how far off we are here in California, but the median price of an existing family home is only $217,000 throughout the United States. Wow. That's up 6.3% from uh, last year. But obviously, we were in the most expensive markets uh, here in San Jose. Uh, median price for house nine hundred and seventy. San Francisco with seven hundred and seventy median price, and Honolulu still coming in third at seven twenty one. Wow. Um, so uh, 
you know, we live in such a unique situation here in Northern California where we're kind of in our little microcosm of real estate industry where we're the first ones to experience the downturn, right? We've crashed the hardest, probably one of the hardest nations, especially out in the in the East Bay area. Um, but we're also one of the first to recover, and we're the ones back to normal. We're actually seeing prices right now in some of our markets actually higher than pre-downturn. Uh, pre, uh, yep. Uh, but you mentioned earlier about people uh, me being priced out of the market. That's a great opportunity. We actually got a call from last week, felt the same way, uh, decided we were going to put them in a multi-unit, right? Uh-huh. Buy a duplex. They decided to move in one. They're becoming a landlord, an investor, and a homeowner in one transaction. So there is a solution. There's always time and a reason to buy real estate. Agreed. All right, folks, we're coming up on another break. When we come back, we're going to continue with your text questions. If you have any uh, questions, give us a call, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch, and today we're talking real estate finance, real estate investment opportunities, and this show's all about you. Any questions, give us a holler, 925-203-5808. Hey, Jessica, the smallest house on the market in San Francisco just sold. It was 363 square feet. I love it. It's like an episode of Tiny Houses. In fact, it is going to be on uh, HGTV's Tiny House Hunters, uh, according to Curbed in San Francisco. It only has two rooms and an outdoor patio area, patio area, and it sold 363 square feet for $550,000. Those of you that have your calculators out, that's $1,500 per square foot. I wonder if that's not going to be the next big thing for folks in the Bay Area that have enough room to plant a second home on that can get away with a granny flat for their children and, and family. That's a possibility, but I'll bet you it gets bulldozed and they build four <laughs> units on it. <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, I hope you're right. Uh, but yeah, you know, you and I were talking during the break that uh, that could be the next big thing. Right? right. Tiny houses? I think it could be. I know this house I have coming up in San Jose has a um, uh, probably... S- four or 500 square foot uh, kind of, it's not a shop, it has carpet, but it has electric in the backyard. And I thought, oh, this is like a version of tiny houses. I mean, I think it's going to be the next big thing with um, communities that most people have just been priced out of the market. Hey, Jessica, we got a text question for you. It says that my agent, and I can't, it doesn't have a name on it, but it says my agent's asking me to sign a buyer broker agreement. Should I sign it? Depends on how you feel about your agent. There when you, you when you decide to sign a buyer broker, you are going steady. You have committed to that agent. And if you could decide to go and buy a house through somebody else, that agent's still going to get paid. Right. That's going to affect your outcome. So I think if you're working with someone that's trustworthy and honest that you really have a good relationship with, absolutely. You know, and, and that kind of gets back to um, just just my own thoughts on it because agents like yourself spend time right. showing property. Uh, and obviously you don't get hourly wage. You don't get paid until it closes. Correct. And we have to continuously as, as a business partner with all of our agents, we have to remind our folks that of that situation because buying a house is an emotional thing, right? It is. And I, I'm, I'm bringing this up cause I actually had something happen today. A, a top agent in the area, uh, worked with a year for, uh, this client reminded them of, of, you know, the rules and what not to do and what to, to do. And, and what she went on vacation and they happened just to walk into a house that they loved and fell in love with. And they didn't realize that they were, it was a new home development. They didn't realize that they were committing to anything or they just, what is they, It's called registering, right? I, I have when trained you, my clients. register. <laughs> so registering apparently is giving your name and your email address 
to the agent that sits there in a new home community, right? Yeah, I tell my folks to give them a fake one if they decide to walk in anywhere without me. Do not give anyone your real name, telephone number, or email address. Because what that does is if they register with that agent, then it cuts you guys out, right? Correct. And it, it, it cuts my ability to negotiate and help out on the other end. And we were talking about that during the break. You know, sure. the, it, it's the analogy you use with the divorce attorney. Do right. you want to share a divorce attorney with the spouse that you were divorcing? Probably not. You want someone working just on your behalf. Absolutely. And, and it's, it, you know, and this is somebody that, that obviously educates their buyers and explain it just happened to take a few weeks off and, and actually referred these folks to me and now unfortunately that and and they're standing firm even though that uh they're not gonna they're just gonna say sorry your clients filled out the card bummer cutting you out you're cutting your commission uh, and I don't think that's fair. Oh, I don't either. I had a, I had folks walk into um, a new home builder and they didn't even register. And I came back with them when they decided they wanted it to register. And they said, no way. We saw these people Saturday. They're ours. Wow. Do you guys have any recourse on that? No, I just told them I wouldn't send anybody over to their to their um, place of business. In the future, I will go to another development. Well, which kind of gets back to, uh, and that's too bad. So folks, you know, loyalty is everything in this business. And, and as long as you're happy, right? True. With your, with your team. And that's the most important thing. Obviously, we, we want you to be happy and get the great service that you deserve because there's a lot of great professionals in our industry. But new homes, kind of a bullet point here I want to talk about, new development. Those folks that think home prices are too high and they're getting too high in our area. Well, it just came out uh, from an, the National Home Builders Association. 24% of the cost of a new home is satisfying regulations and legislation soft cost of buying a home. I believe it. That should be equal to the land that the house is built on. All the permits and legislation that, and all the government agencies that need to do their surveys, 24% of the price of the home that's built. Wow. Talk to your representative, folks. That's way too high. All right, folks, we're coming up on our break. You're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220. My name's Eric McCam here with Jessica Couch. Back after this. All right, folks, welcome back to Real Life Lending. I'm going to clear my throat. I don't want to do my Bernie Sanders impression anymore tonight. Um, you know, I got uh, another text question. It looks like for you, Jessica. It says, uh, I've made 12 offers on houses this year. Nothing accepted. Getting frustrated. What am I doing wrong? Wow, I I think I need a few more details, but I think the first question that I would ask is, um, you know, where are your offers? Are they who who is your agent? Certainly, but where are your offers? I mean, are you making them at list price, and is your agent called and spoken with the other agent, and you know that they're getting cash and it's all above? Then you need to be competitively sure. You know, you need to bring an offer that's competitive with that. Absolutely, Uh, and and, and you're right. There needs to be more information there, but. Um, one of the things I'm hearing, which I find really surprising, is that I run across the agents every now and then that say it's really difficult to get a VA offer accepted. Um, I disagree. I, <laughs> I, I, I find that hard, and I don't see that happening as much as some other folks are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a $725,000 offer accepted uh, today on a VA loan. Wow. So, I mean, it's 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 a great loan product. Why are sellers shy away because is it, is it the pest requirement? I think that's some of it. I think doing the work up front. <clears throat> it's funny, in the Bay Area, you're required to do all these disclosures up front. You're right. required to have a pest up front. In Sacramento County or, or this Tri-County area that I often work in, it's not a requirement. Right. So most people don't want to spend the money. They don't want to know. They want to bury their head in the sand and wait till an offer comes sure. in and then they end up with a lot of problems. Yeah, the only real difference is that uh, VA will require a clear pest. Right. Uh, won't allow you to do a waiver like uh, other loan products will, FHA conventional. Um, but that's the only really difference. And it's such a great performing product. It's the least default, those folks out there, it's the least defaulted product there is in our industry. 
meaning that uh, they they don't go bad. They're not bad loans. Right. So, you know, open their hearts up, folks. People uh, out there, you know, accept those VA offers. I just it's just not worth it. Nor the time I can close those faster than than any other type of loan. Oh, I love that product. I think it's a, a terrific way to get in for zero down. Here's a question from Mike in Newark. Says, uh, can I purchase a home without my wife? Her credit blanks. <laughs> my producer is waiting to see if I'm going to say something I shouldn't. Uh, you know, um, the answer is yes. Um, with just about any product, you can you can title the house married, sole, and separate. There are some differences uh, in loan products. On a conventional loan, it's simply that. We're using your income, your credit, nothing else, uh, and we would title it married, sole, and separate. If we do any type of government loan, such as uh, FHA, VA, uh, we can still uh, title the house married, sole, and separate, but we will have to count your spouse's liabilities. Uh, so we'll pull credit. Even though we won't use it, it won't be part of the file. We'll have to include all her monthly obligations in your debt-to-income ratio because California is a community property state. So those are the differences. But happens all the time. You know, maybe... A spouse um, had an economic event before they met their current spouse and maybe have lost a home or filed bankruptcy or foreclosure. Absolutely. It's done all the time. In fact, that was an exit strategy a lot back in the day when things were going uh-huh. south. You know? Let's put the house in my wife's name. Um, but yeah, I mean, and again, those are things that, that really is about going through our pre-approval process, identifying what, how we can get you into that next new right. house and what will work what kind of borrowers we work, uh, what income we need, what we don't need. And that's one of the things we do for all of our listeners is, is not just a prequal. We'll do a fully underwritten pre-approval, meaning we'll take all your information, we'll submit it uh, to an underwriter, we'll get uh, a formal approval as if you've already found a house. All you need to do is go out and find a house, get a contract, and we'll do an appraisal. I, I think this is one of the things that people shy away from because they don't know the answer and they're afraid to ask and they're afraid of what's going to be entailed in the process and they just shy away from it and end up getting priced out of the market. Absolutely. Uh, pre-approvals take all the guesswork out. It knows, it helps you identify what your payment's going to be, what your down payment's going to be, what down payment assistance programs you may qualify, plus how much cash you're going to need to close. Those are the things that I think are really important. It takes right. all the guesswork out. Then we know if we need closing costs given by the seller or if, we, you know, how we're going to um, put our deal together so it's going to be very best for the buyer. Right. Um, what are you seeing? Anything weird these days on offers you're getting? I know you've got no. 500 uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, deals in escrow right now. What, got, what got, a lot, got a lot in escrow. I think anything priced appropriately, we're getting multiple offers on. Um, I would not personally want to work with a seller that wants to price their home above where it should be priced in the market. I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. Right. I think you price it low and you bring all the competition. And there is nothing better than getting 10 people all in your open house at the same time talking about what offer they're making. That drives competition and drives offers. Absolutely. That seems to be the strategy of the day is price right? it low and, and, and get on the offer bandwagon best and final right yeah absolutely uh, are we seeing um uh, a lot of more contingency sales i'm assuming we're seeing a lot of those move yes. up buyers finally back in our industry again those kind of been dag- stagnant the last few years you know those move up buyers were kind of waiting to see what was happening with home prices are we out of this recession or, or do i have the equity to actually move i think i think it's good that we're seeing that these days i think it's wonderful and people are more in tune with what that means i think um people a year or two ago were a little more afraid of what a contingent sale meant and how that domino effect would play out we're seeing it so often now uh, people are more comfortable with it yeah and i also think that it actually tells you about our industry too is that sellers are more willing to take a contingent offer because they understand that pre-approvals are now taking place and and that those those uh, those offers are probably guaranteed to close you know hopefully uh, they are which which says a lot about our industry so i'm good to see it uh which brings me up um 
kind of the one of the questions that, that we get all the time. This is a repeat question. Uh, pest report. Is it always necessary? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I won't take a listing without getting a pest report. Um, and it's one of the things I do is part of the listing. And a lot of a lot of products out there will allow us to do a waiver, mm-hmm. other, everything other than VA. So, But a great, great example is something we another uh, one of your associates and I came up across this week is that, you know, we had a pest waiver, meaning that we didn't need to see the pest. Uh, but the appraiser called out That's right. some dry rot. And, and that dry rot meant they needed a cl- completely clear pest. Absolutely. It wasn't just fix this, you know, patch over here. Anytime an underwriter sees uh, a mention and, and appraisers can really, you know, they're, they're not contractors, not pest uh, inspectors. They're, they can identify a dry rot or maybe a water stain. And if they recommend that uh, treatment is necessary, then an underwriter is going to ask, for that, because HUD will pull that file and ask, well, why didn't you get a clear pest? Obviously, it has dry rot, right? Right. Uh, so those are the things that we're up against as a lender to get the loan indemnified or insured by whether it be Fannie, Freddie, FHA, HUD. Uh, so those are the things that we have to be identified. But, you know, a pest report, um, it's because we always advise people not to spend money on a house they don't own, right? Absolutely. Some sellers have no funds to pay for it. And that's why we do a waiver because what you don't want to do is, and again, the rules are, is if it's not mentioned in the contract, you have the option of waiving a pest inspection right. uh, on anything but a VA loan. Uh, why do we do that? Well, it's kind of started back in the, the downturn when bank owned properties or, or there was a short sale or, or a foreclosure. They didn't have, most likely the seller wasn't going to spend any money to fix it. Right. So why hold up the sale of your house or maybe be, kill the sale or the purchase of your new home because of a $200 board that needs to be replaced, you know? Right. So that's what that came about. It's a good question. Ah, wow. We're coming up on our last break of the night. How's that for timing? (laughs) All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending. Please visit my website, reallifelending.com. That's reallifelending.com. Go to the homepage. Lots of tools there, Uh, mortgage calculators, videos, uh, all about how we're going to look at your income, your assets. But more importantly, give us a call, 925-203-5808. Work with me directly. Uh, It's the best part of my job. All right, folks, we'll be right back after this. All right, folks, welcome to Real Life Lending. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. I know all of you investors are out there sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for this deal of the week for Jessica to announce. Jessica, tell us about that investment property that you've got for us because everybody's going to sitting and waiting. I know you got like six calls on the property last week. Yes, I, I have a couple. My favorite this week is a property that the owner is completely updating. And when everything is done and, and completely updated, including refrigerators and washer and dryers per unit, it's a fourplex. They're going to offer it at 350, 350,000. Um, each unit should rent for 850. And that would give you an eight and a half percent cap rate. A wow. Good deal. And, and it's not even finished there. yet. And how much is it? Three hundred and fifty. Three fifty. And it's how many units? Four. Four, Four units. units. They should each rent for eight fifty. Completely new. Fifty. Wow, that's that's an awesome piece. And again, uh, this one's going to be redone, right? Right, completely redone. They took no, it down to the studs. Buy, buying your investment property, cash flowing day one on a newly rehabbed property. Right. How does somebody get a hold of you to see that? 916-532-8916. And I'd like to mention again, if anyone's looking for a great yeah, flip in San thing. Jose, Friday and Saturday, um, I'll be out there for open house. It won't be on the market until tomorrow. But we had some listeners um, call last week that wanted to be first in, and they are on the list. They're right. coming in before everybody else. So folks again you hear to her first if you're looking for that flip in san jose upside probably what 50 to seventy thousand dollars minimum after done mm-hmm. uh it's it's a it's a great property and give jessica a call again 916 uh, 532-8916 um 
again, I know you work with a lot of investors from the Bay Area that come from the show, and, and one of the, the most common themes is that they're, they're, they're all done their homework. Right. You know, they listen to the show. They, they, they know the right questions to ask. And I think that's, that's nice to know somebody's listening on the other end of this, this big fuzzy mic. And it's really wonderful to work with savvy investors that do understand exactly what they're getting into. They know the number that they want. They know what they want to net. They know what a good neighborhood looks like. They know what a not-so-great neighborhood looks like. They understand sure. you know, what they're going to get in appreciation. It makes it really, really easy to be able to go out and find something workable for them. Right. And even the first-time investor, I think that they're coming to us um, from listening to the show or maybe doing the research or talking to other people that um, they understand what it's going to take. And I think that's a great, great kind of a reflection on our industry right now. I think that uh, yes. tells us that, that people understand that our, our industry is kind of stabilized and, and underwriting is really common sense these days. You should have to prove your income right. and, your, and your credit score in order to buy a house. I, I think everybody agrees with that now. Um, but again, uh, if you want us to take a look at getting you pre-approved for that investment property or maybe a move up house, give us a call. Uh, give me a call and work with me directly at 925-203-5808. We'd love to take you through our pre-approval process and and kind of identify any obstacles that we may have. And again, folks, maybe 25 to 30% of the people that actually call can't buy today. Right. And, you know, we've got a whole file of people that we're working with that we can actually work with you, get your credit on track, uh, identify the down payment that you're going to require, or maybe get you qualified for a down payment assistance program. We have that grant, folks. No repayment, no recapture of funds. Love it. Uh, up to 5% of the loan amount. Uh, which will cover your down payment for FHA plus some of the closing costs. So those programs are out there. Uh, and the income limit on that grant program is $101,000, which is far above some of the other down payment assistance programs. That, especially that it's free money. You're Absolutely. not repaying this. It's not part of your, your um, payment no that you're going to have to pay back. No recapture of, fun, uh, of funds at all. And Jessica, I want to thank you for being here. And, and again, if you're looking for a flip property, folks, Jessica's got a new one coming in San Jose uh, on the market tomorrow. And she also has this four unit uh, that is going to cash a cap rate of eight and a half day one. Uh, and remember, rents are going up. We were number one in the nation in this area, in the Sacramento area last year, 15% for single family home rent increases. How does somebody get a hold of you, Jessica? On 916-532-8916. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Folks, if you're a licensed NMLS loan officer, I'd love to talk to you, tell you how to take your career to the next level. I'd love to buy you lunch. Give me a call, 925-203-5808. I want to take this time to thank everybody for listening and making the show a success. Also, thank you to our uh, our new buyers that signed today on their yeah. new investment property. They're listeners to the show. Congratulations. Thanks, folks. We'll be back next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.